Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now, with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and as always, welcome back, returning listeners, and welcome to all of our new listeners here on The Discontent Show, where you're getting tips for content marketing. And basically, when I say content marketing, I don't want it to be this big word. It's really an umbrella for me for maybe one, two, three, or all five of five things, my five pillars of content marketing, of which I'm going to cover Pillar number two today, in fact, it's one of, it might be my most favorite, uh, to be completely honest. On the last episode, I discussed blogging, I discussed blogs, I have that as the top pillar because I think it's the easiest and most accessible way for anyone to get into content marketing. It's something that more than likely your website already has it built in or it's something you could set up uh, at, at minimal cost, maybe even free. And really what it what it comes down to is your time. Now you could have somebody professional write it. You could, If you have a team or an office or a stable of people working by your side, there may be somebody that's more fluent if you're not, if you're not the author, if you're not the writer, I get it. But... There is a very other big, big pillar here, and the reason I say it's my favorite is is because I I don't know I my family we love we we've been born with the gift of gab, we talk a lot and a lot. It's how I can do this show solo and not come up for air. Most of you probably don't even realize it. You're thinking Joe is this professional and this expert in this field, and you know he goes and he gets his editing software. No, most of the time when I do this, it's one cut and that's it. And when I talked about being good but not great, <laughs> which still sounds odd, I know. Uh, but I had a good blog. Uh, actually, a pl- there you go. There's the blog right there. I posted over at jokuzma.com uh, just a day or two ago, and you could read more about what I meant by that. You could tell that, you know what, if I stutter right now while I'm recording this, or I try to get rid of ums and so's and words like that, but that's going to come with practice. Uh, practice, of course, makes perfect, as they say. You're going to get better over time, but the idea is is to not have this stuff seem scary, and you could dive into it. No, I'm not editing any of this most of the time. I usually don't even have a full script. Now, what I have with me today is my checklist of items that I want to cover so I don't forget because i got so many things on my mind. I get bogged down. That's really why I say, you know, you don't have to have like, I'm an OCD and perfectionist type type of guy, but at some point you got to say, you know what, this is the limit that's good enough. So while you're putting out stuff that's good, you're not putting out stuff that's subpar or poor. That's what I mean by this. And that's what I also mean by podcasting because podcasting is something that's very wonderful, but I don't want you to fret. I don't want you to spend hours thinking you have to write a script or there are literally phone apps you can download where you could just plug in your earbuds, which have a microphone in them. You could speak into them and you could upload this. Uh, it's usually an MP3 or like an M4A file, which is like actually the same thing if you're if you want to get technical. 
you can just upload them somewhere. There's all kinds of services. Now, I don't necessarily recommend some of these services, and I'll get into those another day because today is about the benefits of podcasting and not necessarily how to set up a podcast or where to host or anything like that. But I want to let you know that this isn't as difficult as it seems. And I've got some I've got some friends that I've helped with this, some uh, some clients that we set up podcasts for. And what we basically do is we record, uh, or they record, I should say, a file, and then they send it to us. And then you know they they may make note of where there might be a mistake. Maybe there's a noise or something in the background. Depends where they're recording from. And then we could add like some music and a, a voiceover, whether it's a, a professional or third party that you hire to do a voiceover, whether you have a friend that does that type of work, whether you do it yourself sometimes. You'll notice that the exit for this show is myself speaking, but I have a professional voiceover guy at the beginning of this. And all of these things add a professional touch to your show, but you may not even need all of that. If you feel comfortable enough, you could just roll into like I started out and say, hello, you know, welcome to the discontent show. My name is Joe Kuzma. I'm the host of the discontent show or discontent podcast. So I just love doing podcasting and I'm going to tell you why. As you could tell, I love to talk. I love to talk with, with people and just the doors that it opens. It's a whole other avenue. And well, let's dive into it. Uh, the big one is, and you could tell right now, Podcasting allows you to do what's called long-form content. And what I mean by that is if you were to write a blog post, even just take a look at how far we are into this episode already, about at the five-minute mark, right? If you wrote all of these words out into a transcript, you'd probably bore your readers to death if this were a blog. So this gives you the opportunity to say 6,000, 10,000 words, uh, maybe a lot faster, and unless it's an extreme case, maybe without editing or proofreading or anything like that, yes, you need a little bit of technical know-how and things like that that I'll get to uh, up in, the, in a future episode. But, but it allows you to speak directly to those people who may be interested in your services. <clears throat> if you're interested in mine, you could always go to JoeKuzma.com, of course. Uh, but, you know... As you're listening to this, I think you get the idea. You could put out like a 20-minute episode. Doesn't even, you know what? You could even do three or four minutes, and you could do them in short bursts. I don't want anyone to feel like they're handcuffed to a particular time or or whatever. What you need to do is what you feel comfortable with, and then stick to it. Be consistent, and over time, you may be able to. You know, you're going to be nervous at first. You may not be used to doing this. You're going to be able to crank out maybe longer shows. Now, you don't want to go too long. I know people have like an hour and a half long podcast. Now, if you have an hour and a half long commute to or from work and you're the type of person who plugs in the phone or uses the Bluetooth in your car and you, you're a podcast person, that might suit you well. But I don't think that fits like the large demographic of people listening to podcasts. But podcasting is hot right now. And what people will do is they'll subscribe to multiple podcasts. They'll get queued up in their, in their apps. And maybe they'll listen to it when it comes out on the day it comes out. They'll see it right away. Or it sits, and if you have something that isn't necessarily like, you know, breaking news or current events, doesn't expire, they may listen to it three, four days later. It's like a DVR, but for audio, like on-demand uh, content. And what I love calling podcasting, because podcasting is such a weird word, too. People are like, what is podcasting? It's on-demand radio. It's what you're doing. Now, unlike radio, you don't have to pause for commercial breaks. You don't have to... It, 
unless you have a sponsor, you don't have to plug a sponsor, but there's opportunities for that too that I'll discuss today. And then um, uh, the format, of course, you don't have to make sure you talk for 30 minutes in case you have a topic that you can't fill into 30 minutes. You don't have to, um, you don't have to BS people and force it. You know what I mean? You could get to the point and then uh, cut it off, basically. Or you could go longer if you have more than 30 minutes. Maybe you have an interview that's going really well. Uh, there's so many different avenues you could take with this. And the main the main thing is, is that people listen or watch if you do video, because there are video versions of podcasts. You know, you could even put, uh, you could put your audio version up on YouTube too. There's a way to convert that into a video. But you know, YouTube, you know, video very hot. Like I, I was trying to say, it gets like I think it's like uh, the statistic is. more engagement on video. Now, not all of us are blessed to be able to have it. Maybe you know what they say by face for radio. (laughs) And I joke because it's like uh, some of us don't think that, you know, we're the best looking humans walking the face of the planet and others just think that they are God's gift to the world. Whichever walk of life you come from, you got to be careful because like I talked about with looking professional and stuff, if you happen to be recording like in a closet, which don't laugh, if you look on like, if you look up videos on YouTube with singers and, and microphone setups, a lot of people do that because the, the clothing that's in the closet and you shut the doors is a very good acoustic environment because it absorbs any of the echo that's in that room. But you don't want to put that on video, okay? But the reason I mentioned it is video and audio as opposed to somebody who's going to go to your blog or article, they may skim it. If it gets too long, they may get bored. There's only so much time people could only read so fast. But as they're listening to this, they may be you know, sitting at their desk at the office, uh, killing some time, just muting out all of the other annoying coworkers <laughs> that people have to be with. <clears throat> uh, you know, We all do that type of thing. Or it's on your commute to and from maybe work or somewhere else, or you got a trip that you're going to, and you've queued up the podcasts. And people will, you're going to listen to that. It it gets listened to, okay? It has, uh, I don't want to say a better rate of success. It will have a better rate of success if you write a novel for a blog post. So that's something to keep in mind just to build on top of pillar one, which is blogging. If you have a really long blog post and you see at some point that you can make it two blog posts, great. You've just created two blog posts. Don't make something too long just for the sake of making it too long. On the other hand, if it's only three sentences, send it to the trash can. It's not worth posting for the most part because the way most people are going to get to you, and that's going to be pillar three, which is social media, they're going to go on Facebook. They're going to see your article. They're going to click on it. They're going to see that you could have just posted it as a Facebook status. So don't waste people's time uh, either. Okay. So for the long form content, podcasting is awesome. Another thing I like to think you can do with podcasting is build a personal connection with your audience, which I most certainly done with the few podcasts that I've been a part of. It's, it's awesome to get feedback from other listeners and know that they value your opinion or even they offer their own and you have some conversation, not necessarily an argument or debate, unless you have some hot topic, you want to complain that the new Star Wars movie wasn't any good or something like that. Th- that's uh, all to I- itself. If you're in the... Uh, if you're into branding for a business and you have a company and you're talking about something that has to deal with your business, more than likely you don't want to fight with people, but you're not going to fight with people. They're going to be looking to you for some advice. So you get to build that personal uh, connection. 
And you could also build what's called a repeat touch point because the audience that that will listen to you may also read what you have to say too. And both of those formats with blogging and podcasting kind of go hand in hand. If you write something in a blog, there's no reason why you can't take that blog, use it as your show notes, and then speak into a microphone and record that as an audio format for a podcast. Vice, uh, vice versa here, you could condense what I'm saying right now, and I may just do this later on, is I will take this show, I will listen to it, I will take my own notes, or if you get a steel trap of a memory, which I do at times, uh, it, it's convenient that I forget some things that my wife tells me, of course. <laughs> so she would not agree with me as far as the steel trap for a memory. But if you've got that kind of photographic memory and you can remember things right after you do them, uh, right after you get done recording, sit down, maybe open up like a, like a Microsoft Word or Pages on the Mac and type away. And then you can clean that up after. Don't worry about, again, don't worry about being a perfectionist as you're doing it. You want to get everything down on paper while it's fresh in your mind virtual paper that is and then you could save it and you could come back to it later you could reread it you could refine it make it great and then it's a blog too hey look at that two pieces of content one topic and i could definitely i will think of things to put in the blog that i won't think to say on this episode and conversely in this episode, if I'm doing this after the blog, I mean, I could talk about way more because it's a long form uh, form of content, right? Awesome. So the other cool thing I was talking about, you know, like driving to work, in the office. I don't know if somebody would listen to a podcast on the beach, but I mean, think about all the places. If you listen to talk radio or you listen to music, if you're if people are in the podcast, they could take it anywhere. Airplanes, if you save it to the device, of course, you may not have internet access, but you could take it with you anywhere. The other cool thing is I was mentioning with long form content is people will listen for a longer time than they will read. That's huge. But the one that I really like out of this checklist that I have. That one was a little more redundant. See what I mean? Good. Not great. You get there. Sometimes you got to repeat yourself. It's okay. You can connect with professionals in your own field, in your industry, people who do the same type of business. That It may be a competitor. It may be somebody that ends up being a, a, some type of partner or working relationship where you both play off of each other and build your brands. This has certainly happened with me, and it is absolutely mind-blowing. The places you'll go as this takes off, as you promote your podcast and get and get yourself out to, to more places. Not only that, if it's somebody that's another type of professional and they're listening to you for a few episodes, they're kind of used to your voice, they're used to your demeanor, and, it, and it's like almost like you've already had the icebreaker. You've already had your elevator pitch, so to speak, if it's a new client even. This is just, it's a no-brainer for me. I mean, it's just, you're already hitting on all, you're casting, you see how you're casting your net so wide and can collect so many things at once? It's amazing what podcasting can do. Hopefully, hopefully, if you don't come off the wrong way, a podcast can help you be recognized as an expert or a leader in your field as well, which I hope is what I'm doing here right now, and I hope this helps you. So, if you're good at something, share the things that you're good at. Now, like I said, you don't have to give the world away with some of these things. You're not going to be able to give the world away anyhow. I'm going to give you a little bit of a story about when I worked in college. I may have told this story on a previous episode, 
my job at my college job was working at Best Buy. And I used to fix computers there. Yes, they transitioned into the geek squad with the clip-on ties and, like, the faux police thing. And it was kind of, eh. But, you know, that's what you do. You're, you gotta, you got to earn that paycheck. you got to get through schooling, right? But, you know, people would come to us and you'd be on the sales floor and they'd buy something for their computer like memory or a hard drive. And, and then they ask you how to install it. And you would mention that you install now I know this is overall Best Buy, but just pretend that this was me on my own with my own computer store. And so this is my life's business. And this person asks me how to install this. And if I tell them I give away a $30 service, I'd always mention, you know what, we can install this for you. It's $30 for our our professional installation service. And it covers, I don't know how many day warranty. I could almost remember the full thing from a piece. I don't even know how long ago, but if I just told them, yeah, you know what, most computers, you could slide the side of the case off and there's a few screws here and this cable here. I'm taking $30 out of my pocket that I use to put food on the table for myself and my family. So you got to be wise about some of the stuff that you say. But even if you told somebody that you could do all that, there's a lot of people who they're not going to remember by the time they get home or they they won't be able to figure it out, or worse yet, they break their computer. That's another reason why you didn't really want to tell anybody that because it was like a liability thing. Hey, that guy told me to do that. Well, no, I didn't, but he screwed it up anyways, broke his computer, and now I got to buy a new one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you don't have to get, you don't have to sell the farm here. Uh, some people are going to hear that and be intimidated anyway, and they're still going to come to you and ask if you could do something for them. And that's mo- most uh, certainly we're in this field of all these pillars of content marketing. You've got blogging and podcasting that I've covered so far, social media down the road here, email and ebooks as well. That's that's all stuff that I do. Lean on me. I'm sure you could take some of this advice. You could use it and It'll be great. It's practical advice. There's going to be other things where you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, Joe, I ain't got a clue what's going on with that. And that's why, you know, I have a job and I make money too. There's no shame in that. Some people are experts at certain things. I had to get uh, my my mower fixed. I had to find somebody that fixes a mower. I don't work on cars. There's certain things I'll dabble on. I do computers. I do websites. I do uh, blogging and podcasts and social media and all these other things that are tech related. But I don't really want to put together a swing set either. I could certainly do so, but I don't need to do so because it might take me eight hours to do what some uh, guy or two guys could come over and put a swing set together in an hour or so, you know? So there's also value to your time and money. And I know some people would just rather be frugal and stingy when it comes to opening up their wallets. I totally understand that as well. You got to work within your means. But there's also, you know, a certain point where you say, I'm comfortable with this. I'm good at this. And trust me, this is me too. You know, if I do graphical things, I have a friend who is a wizard at doing graphics. I could dabble. I know enough to be dangerous. But if I need something real done and I know it's like, hey, I can do this, but it's going to take me like two days, like, you know, in my free time and spare time to do this. I just ask him because he could do it in like 15, 20 minutes, something that's real simple because you know why? He does it every day, and that's what his expertise is. So if you're an expert or leader in your field, this is a good medium for you to be in that is podcasting because some people will be able to do it and some people won't. But regardless, you're going to be able to tell both sets of those folks that you are an expert and leader in your field. 
I talked about repurposing content already. Um, there's just a number of ways you could do that. If you write a blog, you can make it a podcast. If you have a podcast, you can make it a blog. Sometimes a podcast might be, you may get two or three ideas. As I'm talking right now, the wheels are turning about different things I could speak to you guys about and write over on my website. So it's just a constant content creation type thing. And as folks start to contact you with questions, they're going to only help you out as well. They're going to be able to give you some suggestions, and then you could purpose that into some content. Um, as far as – here's another thing that's kind of weird is competition. Well, podcasts are growing at an exponential rate. There's not nearly as many podcasts on this planet, in this world, as there are blogs. And I forget what the number is of podcasts. I don't remember if it was like 200, maybe a quarter million or something. There's like a bajillion blog. Everybody and their brother has a blog. <clears throat> so I'm here to tell you that you could theoretically put out a podcast and have a niche where if you're blogging, no one's ever going to find it. And now if you're promoting it properly, people will find it. But I mean just someone throwing a dart at a board searching for something on Google. It's go going to happen easier with something like iTunes as your search engine. And the audio and or video, that is also something that is just on fire when it comes to search results. If you haven't noticed, when you go on Google videos will typically, and news articles too, if you happen to be like a news type service, but those are the two things. And then local, if you're signed in, I mean, search is so tailored depending on a variety of things, your location you're searching from, device you're searching from, uh, because if the website doesn't isn't mobile optimized and it isn't properly uh, formatted to be seen on like a smartphone, it's not going to show up high in search just to let you know. And that's a bad thing if you have a website like that, just a footnote here, because about 65 to 70% of people are all using their, using their thumbs on a small screen to, to view your website if they're looking for you. So keep that in mind. But on the audio end of things uh, or the video end, of things as well, they tend to show up a lot higher. And just think of this too, is that iTunes or Google Play, those websites have a lot higher authority and usually land on page one of search results, possibly, potentially over your own website, especially if you're in a competitive search field. Let's just say Windows is my favorite because if you just type Windows in, you're going to get Windows you could put in your home. You could get Windows. It's Microsoft Windows that you install and use on a computer. It's not a long tail or a keyword where you're actually saying uh, Windows for my home would be long term because there's more words to it. If you have something that's specific in, to your industry like that, uh, then it's going to put you in greater favor when it comes to your SEO or search engine optimization. That's something to think about. Um, so you get additional exposure. I, I, I kind of chuckled because some of these items I, I took for myself and put into this list, I wanted to see what others said, and it was something I didn't even consider when putting together the bullets or the benefits of having a podcast or why you should do a podcast. It's, it's not expensive as it used to be. Well, that, that's all relative. You may have some of these items already in your home that you can use uh, or at the office, uh, a computer, uh, you may have a microphone or earbuds, a smartphone, a tablet, iPad, whatever it may be. These things may already be at your disposal. So that's what it's really meant by when I was reading some of this. And it says, 
podcasting isn't as expensive uh, as it used to be. That's partially true because if you have none of this equipment, then you got to go out and buy it. But still, it's not like you got to spend a thousand dollars on stuff. Even a hundred or two hundred dollars can even put together a nice little studio in the corner of somewhere of a building in order for you to, to record a show. Trust me on this one. Uh, and finally, <laughs> this is like what I said about practice makes perfect. Podcasting can help you find your voice. That sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it's also true. It's going to help you kind of reflect on yourself and kind of kind of fit into how you want to run and operate things. It just makes you more comfortable just all the way around with speaking with other people and strangers. And it seems weird because you're isolated and by yourself. But, I mean, you can literally sit in your pajamas and, and do podcasting if you want. And if you do that and then you're comfortable, there's, there's not a thing you can't conquer. So I hope you enjoyed the Pillar 2 mini benefits of having a podcast. Some of them are more benefits. Some of them are more a little how-to there. I could get in more in-depth to some of that because I know I definitely piqued some of your interest out there. I could see light bulbs virtually going off as I'm speaking, and you're just kind of thinking, wow, well, if I have some of this equipment, how can I do this? How do I, iTunes, that would be so cool, or some of these other services that are out there too. I could, I could be on those. Yes, you can. And it's not that difficult. It's not anything to be, again, it's your time and consistency that's involved with anything with content marketing, unless you outsource to somebody else. But when you're doing a podcast, you know, or even a blog, you're the expert in your field. I don't know your business as good as you do. So it's a, it's almost like a collaboration, as I was telling uh, one of my friends the other day. It works very well because she is an expert in her field. But I'm kind of the filter that will, you know, I'll look at the text. I'll look at the copy for like a blog or a show description for a podcast. Clean it up. Make it sound more professional. Make sure there's not typos and things of that nature. Run on sentences. Everything is in a mastery of the English language or at least, you know, within the 80-20 principle I live by. It is a collaboration because you have to record this audio format. Now, you could pass it off to somebody else. You could do it in a studio. You could pay somebody to do it. You could pass it off to somebody else to pay and edit. You could just upload it naked as is with no special fancy effects if you wanted to. But it still comes from you. So you got to find a little bit of time in your niche. But again, you make the rules. You play by them. If you want to do one once a week, I'm kind of sporadic here. I want to kind of point that out because I'd like to do at least once a week. I'm trying to kind of get find the time myself to put these out but I also want to put them out a little more regularly until I get into some more tips and tricks too because I think there's a lot of good information but there's a foundation here these are like almost still kind of introductory chapters about why you should do these certain things before the how can you do these certain things so that's certainly coming and I have at least one of these out per week so keep that in mind even if it's once every other week but I think once per week is at least the best because if somebody subscribes to you, it'll go in their queue. We've done, uh, I've been a part of podcasts that have run every day. And trust me, it's hard to keep up with the daily routine, not only on a personal, professional level, but also as a listener. 
you're probably not going to catch every single episode or thing. Just think, I mean, if you watch like soap operas or if you happen to be a baseball fan, you can't catch all of these games, especially if you're an East Coast person and somebody's playing on the West Coast at night and you got to be up in the morning. It just doesn't work that way. So um, don't always think that more is more. Sometimes less is more as well. So keep it simple. Until next time, be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi, folks. This is Joe Kuzma. (laughs) No, don't worry. You're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.